Superkicks.com offers cool streetwear and apparel at great prices. Shipping worldwide, thanks to the guys at Superkicks, you can get 10% off your order by using the code SWN at the checkout. That's Superkicks.com, pro wrestling apparel. Welcome to the latest edition of SWM Podcast, uh, now on Patreon, if you want to go check that out for £5 a month. Uh, I am joined this week by £200 Ginger Steel with Sex Appeal, the big strong man of Scottish wrestling, Una Raw. Welcome to the show. How's it going, Ernest? I like how you've got the catchphrases down. I've you've got done it all research. off your head, I appreciate that. Yeah. That goes a long way with me. Cheers for that. Um, yeah, that, um, I mean, I'm just going to... I'll, I'll just jump straight to the bit because the the set the two hundred pounds ginger steel sex appeal. Two I saw on your uh, wrestling island promo, uh, I was like, "That's a keeper. That is a tagline yeah, that, yeah. that's been that's sticking around." Uh, anyway, we'll come back uh, to that in a, a bit more. But uh, we're going to start with the boring question, of course, uh, as everyone gets: is how did you get into professional wrestling? Um. Well, basically, just I've always like feel like the earliest memories like I can think of. I don't know like when the first time I watched it was. Like, I can I can remember having a, a video player and it was I had King of the Ring nineteen ninety eight I think it was and it was a year Billy Gun one and I remember watching that video probably about fifty times. The first match on it was Kane v Big Show. It ended by DQ Kane hitting Big Show with a chair. And I can just mind watching that hundred basically. And then I always like liked playing the games and that as a kid, but I just never really had it on TV until I got Sky and then I found this channel basically and it was called the Wrestling Channel. And for there I just kept watching that and then I found out uh, what TNA impact was and I found guys like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels all the kind of guys, and just basically fell in love watching TNA every week. And then as my kind of love for wrestling went on, I managed to talk my mum and dad into getting Sky Sports as a kid. Then started watching like Raw, Smackdown every week, uh, watching guys like Edge, John Cena, Undertaker, people like that. And just, yeah, been a fan kind of ever since, I think. I had like a year or two off maybe as I was like going into high school acting that kind of too cool to watch wrestling age but then kind of started to dip my toe in a wee bit and watch it more as like kind of Wrestlemania 28 time came up. At first I probably wouldn't have admitted to people, I'd like hide it a bit but yeah, started to watch a lot of wrestling back then and then ever since Wrestlemania 28 I've just been a fan again, not stopped watching it since. Wrestling channel. Um, do you still remember the the i the like the we ads for like Jushin Thunder Liger and uh, is it uh, Cole Cabana and uh, yeah. Darren Burridge? Um, I was like, I was, I don't know, I would have been like six, seven at that time. I can just remember, like, I can't remember the ads. I've heard like people talk about them. Like, I've done, I've done another podcast, uh, Stephen Lynch talking to the Ron. He said the same thing about the wee ads and stuff like that. And 
like it rings a bell, but I can't. I just mind all the different wrestling, like those mad Japanese promotions on it and everything. But then, like, I kind of found TNA because I seen. I think it was the Dudley Boys. I seen. I was like, oh, they were in WWE. I recognised them through the game. And then I seen guys like Rhino and that as well. And they had like a lot of old WWE guys, which made it like easy to get invested in. And then obviously I seen like people like AJ Styles, someone showing that and just blown away behind like how good they were. So that just basically became like my kind of number one uh, wrestling promotion for an early age. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm putting that around about 2005, 2006, then Dudley Boys, uh, Rhino, all that kind of yeah. kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't know if they're on YouTube, but the the, the ads were just hilarious. They were, they were just. I like yeah, I might go back and watch them now you're saying that, because it's like, kind of piqued my interest. Uh, no, there's a curry man as well, and it's just, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so this is 2005, 2006, so uh, resume 28, that was 2012, I think. 20, yeah, yeah. Remember okay, so that was, uh, 28, was that, that was, that was the Rock and Cena, was it? Rock and Cena, yeah, yeah. Because that's how, like, basically I got back in, because it was like, that was the year everybody was watching it because obviously The Rock's The Rock and John Cena's John Cena. It's like two biggest superstars in maybe like the last 20 years for like different kind of decades squaring off. So everybody was watching it as like all people were talking about in school. And like I was still like in that mode where I liked wrestling but I didn't really like want to like talk to people about it and try to act too cool but I was still like like occasionally we'd like flick the channel over and then like when the big roll was coming into the room I'd like switch it off, do you know what I mean? Like try and hide it, but then I just became a fan again, like after that mania, I remember. Yeah. I know you'd rather be caught watching the nine hundred channels than, than wrestling, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um but yeah, so yeah, I mean, I, I I I was the older brother, so I didn't get that that kind of that <laughs> thing. I, I was watching wrestling because I was watching wrestling. That was just my thing. Uh, but um, how did you go? For, so you, you convinced your folks to get Sky Sports. Did you also have to convince them to start actually wrestling as well? What kind of age were you when um, you started doing that? So when I started wrestling, I was 19. So it was kind of just like it's something I wanted to do since I was like, 15, 14, I'd say. Like, I'd always kind of just looked at it and be like, oh, that'd be so cool to do. I really want to do that. But obviously, I didn't really know, like, of, like, any wrestling skills or stuff like that. In uh, kind of until I seen, like, the ICW uh, Fight Club documentary. And that was obviously guys like Grado and then stuff like that. I started looking more into that. Found out like Noam Dar, people like that, uh, Lionheart, uh, Drew Galloway, even though he was in WWE and that, like just all the kind of big Scottish names and like finding out like they trained in Scotland and they've started to like build a career around wrestling. Like I started to look more into it then, I would say. But even after that, I'd say it took about two or three years um, up until that point. So I really started, like, I think it was, I just turned 19. I was at college. I wasn't really doing much. Like, I'd done judo previously. Like, I was still enjoying that, but I was kind of wanting to try something new. And, like, I just one day Googled wrestling skills, found 
a school in Airdrie, which is now known as PWS Pro Wrestling Scotland, headed up by TJ Rage. And the next Sunday, I just went along and been in love ever since. So how, how was it that first session uh, hitting the ropes? Was, it, was that an eye-opening moment going, like, you, you, we know it's not real. No wrestler's not real. We're not going yeah. uh, gonna, to uh, say it's anything other than that. But it's still a performance. It's still a, a big physical performance. There was, was there a bit of a reality check as soon as you hit the ropes for the first time going? Oh. Um, well, I didn't really, like, at Airdrie at Pro Wrestling Scotland, we train on mats, so it's a bit different. It's kind of... Uh, learning on red mats, I expected it to be a thing, but I walked in and there was just basically kind of the jigsaw mats, red mats kind of sitting there. And I was like, all right, we'll go with this. Um, I've been used to getting flung about in mats anyway with judo and that, so it was like kind of nothing new. Uh, it probably took about a couple of months for me to get in the ring first time, just by like helping out at shows and hitting the ropes and that. But like with all the other training, like, People say you need a ring to do wrestling. I think that's a load of rubbish in my opinion. Like, obviously, like to wrestle on a show, you need a wrestling ring, but to just learn and train, I don't think like you can do just as much on mats. Um, a lot of like the old guys, vets, and that would have trained on mats. We've had guys come in in the past, people like um, Bram and that, and they've said, like, "Oh, it's cool how he's still training mats because like, that's a weird one." Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you see, you see the gifts go out of of ropes snapping mid match, and if you if you yeah. can't if you can't wrestle without ropes, then I mean, if something happens like that, you're you're just gonna be a deer in the headlights. So it's it's good to learn these things. I'm always going to ask how that first bump was, but of course you did judo, so you would have been. Yeah. Uh, I assume you weren't used to uh, getting hit, landing on the mat too often, but at least you would have had that experience, so it wouldn't have been too yeah. much of a shock. You would have known how to tuck yourself and all that kind of stuff to, yeah, to not make it as as uh, <laughs> painful. Uh, speaking of throws, yeah. I mean, the episode hasn't gone out yet, but you did throw in questions to Bradley Poole um, <laughs> about you, you just throwing him about like a, like a wet trackie. Uh, so yeah. so it's, it, it, you're... Um, I think he was saying that you're very proud of the fact that you've done that to him because he's got his MMA background. <laughs> uh, that was that was basically just one week in training. It was like we just get put in a training match and I knew, like, I'd never really done much stuff like that. I know it was a training match, but I hadn't really, like, had a match like that where it was, like, kind of more serious, kind of MMA style. And, like, I knew Brad was kind of, like, the perfect guy to do it with because he's got, like, the amateur kind of background. MMA style, and I've been training well about maybe a year longer, and I just grabbed them, and I was like, right, we're gonna do this, like we're gonna throw each other about and just do all this mad stuff, and it turned out being like so much fun. Uh, got a good reception in training, so that's like definitely a match I would love to do on a show like with him because he's so talented and like he's it was just starting to kind of get on shows before everything finished. I think he was going to like really be one of the ones to break out before, obviously lockdown and stuff like that. Um, so did you make your debut at one of the academy attack shows? Would that be right? Um, yeah, it was. I don't even know what number it was. I'm not even going to lie. It was a six man tag. It was just kind of like I think it was those guys like Ian Skinner in it. Um, Stone Alone was in it. I'm trying to think who else. There was a boy called Leo King who now trains over in America with Matt Seidel and 
Chris Silvio, he was in the match as well. So there's just a bunch of different guys, really, yeah. Just six-man tag, just getting in there, getting kind of, like, I didn't do, I'd done a few bits in it, but it was quite, you know, basic, just debut level match, kind of just getting that experience, really. Absolutely. And did you find, uh, I mean, I don't know if, if you had, a, like, a big personality, do you come across someone with a big personality in, in the ring and the, and the bits I've seen, but uh, did you find having to emote to the crowd, was that, did you find that quite yeah, natural as soon as you went out in the curtain? I've, I don't know, like, how, because I've never really done, like, any acting or anything like that before, but, like, one of my stronger things in wrestling is, like, my kind of personality and my character. I think it might just be because I'm such a big fan of the kind of character guys, like, kind of watching wrestling growing up. Like, some of my favourite guys were, like, The Miz, Edge. Current day, I'm getting really into a guy, like, in AEW called Ricky Starks, he's another big character guy. So I've always been into like the over the top kind of characters. So when I started wrestling and got in front of the crowd, it just came so naturally. Like I feel like I'm still like that's probably me at my comfiest, just working the crowd and interacting with them. Like, that's something I want to do when I'm out there. So yeah, it didn't really come across too hard. I'd say like probably the wrestling and stuff came across hard on the actual wanting the crowd part. So, I mean, the, the, the Academy Attack shows would be like friends and family, but I suppose if, when yeah. you get to the, the showcases and stuff like that, it's it's more of a family-oriented thing. So as long as you can, you, you only go out to get cheers or booze, as long as you get the one or yeah. the other, the one you aim for, I suppose it's that's the one. Yeah. The worst thing you could do is, is go out and do the come on guys and everyone goes, uh, nah. Silence. <laughs> So Pro Wrestling Scotland, would you say that that you class that as your kind of home promotion now uh, when things go yeah, forward? Yeah, definitely. Like, there was a time where I was like, I don't know if I'll train here or there after, you know, everything that's kind of happened. But like, I started with PJ Rage and like, he's been nothing but good to me. Like, he showed me so much. Same with Krieger, uh, who's now going to be taking the barhead skill. He's also a phenomenal coach, so. And they've both, again, they've both just been really good to me. So I'd like to keep continuing training with them and just give them a shot and just see how far I can go really with them. Because I think, like, with TJ anyway as well, like, the amount of people he's trained, like, who, like, like people don't know. Like, he's trained Kenny Williams. He's trained Krieger. He's trained Daz Black, who's something coming. He's going to be massive in a year, two-year time. He already would have been, in my opinion, if this wouldn't happen, like he was on the verge of just doing massive things, so he's gonna be a star. He's he's definitely one of those like say freak athletes. He's just like you can do it. just you see him, and you just go how how can you do these yeah. these things? Especially because he's he's not small either. He's he's quite he's well built. Massive, man. Yeah, he's, when I start, yeah, when I started, he was a little skinny boy, and now he's just huge, and it's like happened to you man like used to be like a child when i started now he's just this yeah he looks like the hulk do you know what i mean like he's a massive man and he's still flipping about and all that stuff so yeah definitely i think there's a contract waiting for him somewhere it's, it's just disgusting to see someone so talented <laughs> uh, so i mean Bradley did send in a question. Uh, we were speaking about him a second ago. Uh, he put, what's your workout routine for that? Well, he's put, in his words, 
for that Humpty Dumpty frame? Um, what if frozen pizzas? <laughs> and just yeah, just yeah, I don't know. I hate Brad. <laughs> <laughs> That's just him. I just because he, he looks like Chris Ridgway, he needs to do a bit in everybody's face. Just because he's big body builder looking boy. But I'll catch up to him soon enough and then I'll be throwing him about all over the place again before we know it. So. Not enough Happy pizzas. Days. I think Brian needs some pizzas in him. Uh, just that's, that's the Aye, definitely, man. He's skinny boy. Uh, so not just pro wrestling Scotland and uh, pro wrestling innovation. Um, I don't know if anyone can hear that. That's my dog in the background whining for whatever reason. I have no idea why. Um, yeah, Pro Wrestling Innovation, you also made your debut, was it last year, for Worldwide Wrestling League, W3L? Yeah, yeah. I've done a lot of shows for W3L. Uh, Mike Musso, I know you had him on uh, recently. He's been like an old guy who's just been like, really good to me in that sense, like getting me on shows. Like Originally, I started off just kind of doing kind of gala days for him, working, uh, that was a great experience, getting to work guys like uh, Siki Bali, Johnny Lyons, and his last year of wrestling, who was, was brilliant to work, uh, stuff like that, like, and then for there, like, because he's seen, I've done a few galas for him, he started to put us on a few of his other shows, and like, that, like, he just gave us a lot of opportunities, so, like, somebody who really hadn't seen much of me to take a chance on me, where, like our promotions and like maybe like wouldn't have touched me at that time and wouldn't have gave me that chance to get experience. So I really like appreciate it. like Mike just kind of giving me that shot to get out there and get experience wrestling in front of a crowd. Yeah, I mean, I, I wrote down uh, a couple of the the big the, the big names in Scotland or, or UK that you have faced. Uh, John Lyons, of course, being one of them, especially in the last year. Um, the other yeah. one being Blondie Barrett from uh, World Sport. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was crazy, man. So, the only reason I know I know that you wrestle those things because your social media is that up to date. Uh, because um, W3S gala days are impossible, almost impossible to find results for because it's gala days. They're not in yeah. canon. Uh, they're they're not uh, part of the story. They're just gala days. Uh, but you've yeah. been you've been uh, keeping yours up to date daily. Make myself look busy. <laughs> Which is that's great track, for me. That's how, I, that's how I find results nowadays. I just have to put, yeah. well, not nowadays, nothing's on, but um, yeah. when I was putting up partial results, usually it would just be you in a Raw's match. <laughs> that's the only result well, I've got. And <laughs> in, in my head, I was kind of like, you know what I mean? Like if a random promoter or, you know, anyone goes on to my kind of Facebook page, and even though it is kind of Galladay shows, they see him wrestling that much, like it just kind of makes me look busy, makes me look better. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I I post my match results to every match I have because I think that's the best thing to do. Really, just kind of keep people up to date, like keep them in the loop. Like, there's nothing worse when you see a wrestler and they've got like a like page, and they've got like three things on it, and you're like, if you're a promoter, you look at that, like it just looks like they've done nothing. Even though like some of these people have done a lot more than me. You've just kind of got to keep active in that sense. Yeah, and that you can't you can't trust them then to promote your show. So I mean, if they yeah. don't keep their social media active, then people that want to see them aren't going to know they're in whatever uh, Jedbra yeah. or something like that. Um, of all places, popped in my head. But yeah, you wouldn't know that because it's not up to date. But um, that as well, not only does it make you keep make you look busy, 
uh, also gives promoters uh, an idea of who you faced and what experience yeah. they have. So it's like, oh, you faced a guy like, um, like Johnny Lyons, who's who was around yeah. since like year dot, and uh, huh. probably probably even longer than that. Um, so you know that you've been in the ring with someone who's who who's absolutely solid, yeah. who would have who would have uh, at least taught you something. I'm sure. Uh, I definitely working guys like him and Sakib, like the amount I took away for the two matches just crazy because like as you say how long they've been in like I mind just like going over the match with Johnny and like usually with like I'm used to working like younger uh, less experienced people like myself and it's like you take kind of a longer time to go over a match but with Johnny it was like we're doing this 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 and finally just went out and done it and it was so easy like it felt effortless really like it was just that good and the fact that it was his last year like I would have like loved to have worked him like when he was kind of in his prime because that was him slowing down and I was like kind of you know it was that good do you know what I mean and now like obviously he's coaching at FPWA with Andy so like that's good for them like they're going to learn a lot of them so I'm glad he's still in the business in that sense and he's Passing on his knowledge. Uh, so speaking about your your uh, social media work, um, a tweet picked up traction. I'll speak about wrestling and the promo in a second. But a tweet picked up traction uh, when you called out a certain uh, television presenter of yesteryear uh, called Dave Benson Phillips. For those unaware that are watching this, uh, Dave Benson Phillips uh, presented Get Your Own Back. And uh, yeah, and he did. A bit, he's done some wrestling. He, I think he used to be a wrestler. Yeah. Then he did presenting, and then he's he's done a little bit of shows since then. What were your th- you you weren't old enough to know Dave Benson Phillips in his prime? So how how did you how did you get from going? Oh, I've seen I've seen him wrestling. Going to I'm going to challenge Dave Benson Phillips. To, to I just like I've known him. He's kind of like a meme. He's Dave Benson Phillips. Like I don't know. He's just always doing crazy stuff in social media and then one day I just went on his Twitter and I was kind of like going through it like laughing all this kind of stuff and then I seen wrestler like former wrestler on his bio and I'm like all right I'm just gonna tweet him uh, and say what I want to wrestle him and then like he didn't respond at first and I was like all right we'll do that again just keep doing it so I get something off him and then I just bother him basically just I like fan of the lad I'm seeing it now. It's uh, Potter and Batter against uh, Dave Benson Phillips and uh, Andy Peters or uh, Yogi ah, Cannon or something. <laughs> oh man, it's so good, lad. Like, I'm definitely when wrestling's going to be back because his response was like, oh, wrestling's gone and now we can't wrestle you, but it's all next year. So, when everything's back, like, Dave thinks he's got clear in me with that one tweet, but once shows are back, I'm going to be back on his Twitter. Giving him hell to finally accept my challenge. I will not stop until we're in that ring together. I, I almost feel sorry for TJ Rage, who's going to get the uh, um, like a, a weekly email going. Have you booked Dave Benson Phillips yet? Have you booked Dave yeah. Benson Phillips yet? <laughs> <laughs> Next course. TJ Rage and Craig are just definitely getting the mails every week after shows of that. Just me and Dave. I'll pay for it. I'll, I'll get him up. Do you know what I mean? I'll have whatever his fees are. Just to wrestle the guy, like, that'd be so cool. But, so when Dave's caught, we need to, we need to get Dave into it. 
Um, so, so if, if Dave, if you're watching this, you and Ron's going to bar you. That's kind of yeah. That. Uh, but yeah, the Wrestle Island promo. That's that's where we started this whole conversation uh, at the start of the the podcast about the ginger steel with sex appeal. Um, mm-hmm. Was it just a, a more of a case of just trying to get your character out there? Because again, it got about I think it was uh, over I think about seventeen hundred hits as far as I've seen so far. So like well, just under two thousand views so far. Um, did you get any any offers for for work? Not just from wrestling, um, from anyone. I thought <laughs> like they did get back to the tweet. They were like they did say on the tweet like but uh, basically they were like really like the promo uh, for getting a car up for Scotland. They would get us up. Uh, that promo basically just came about because I was seeing everybody like I seen they put out like the kind of uh, thing for like I think it was Prospect Wars it was called mm-hmm. and. Everyone was kind of tweeting them and just like, oh, I don't want to bury him, but it was just kind of like generic tweets. Like, oh, pick me your SO and all that. And I was like, right, I could do one of them or I could kind of try be a bit different and film something, try be a like, little bit funny, make them laugh, get noticed. And like, by just even getting like a reply off them, because like, I didn't think much of it. Like, I was just like, I just done it basically just to be like, right. I've not done anything on social media in a while, so it makes me look busy again. And then when they kind of reply to us saying that they liked it and that, that kind of meant a lot. So hopefully I do get to work with them in the future. Hopefully they can do keep to the work and uh, word, sorry, bring me up. It's it's certainly a good way, I mean, especially at this this time when there's nothing on as well. Um, yeah. Again, making yourself look busy, but also uh, keeping your character kind of out there. I mean, you see the same likes of uh, everyone's got Twitch, uh, including including myself as well. Uh, everyone's got a podcast coming out, including yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's just finding ways just to kind of keep yourself in the eye and for good yeah. reason, not just for good reason, <laughs> not not for reasons that came out in the summer. Um, but but uh, so yeah, again, other examples like Emily Hayden's got her uh, yeah everything that she does at the moment which seems to be um, having the Midas touch on anything she takes her hand to but um, it's a really great way to, to get eyes on you which is like like I said as soon as I heard Ginger Steel is sex appeal I was like right this guy I'm keeping an eye on him because that's yeah. too funny and I need to yes. see more um, which I actually have I don't know if it was since or before um, you've appeared on some uh, episodes of W3L's Wrestling Showdown on yeah um, on YouTube on their W3L network, and to give them a, a quick plug. Um, so, so what was it like actually seeing yourself wrestling on, on like the YouTube? And that was, or are you a bit of a perfectionist? Are you looking back going? Um, that? Well, I think I think every wrestler like watches their match back and they'll pick up things and they'll kind of cringe at things and go, oh, that was good. Uh, what like everyone does that really like just kind of like. I'm my own biggest critic, like, well, I was, like, to, for them, it put, like, my match up, kind of meant a lot, because, like, the first, I think they've put, like, three of the matches up now, I'm not sure, but, like, yeah, it means, like, a lot, because that's, obviously, like, I think they do, like, one match a show they put up or something like that, but it's kind of, like, just them thinking, like, yeah, that match is good enough to go into the public viewing, like, it's, kind of a good feeling, like, just like, he's happy with it, like, the promoter's happy with it to be seen, because, like, if he didn't like the match, then he wouldn't put it up, so is that kind of 
Good for you, one way. I'm very proud from that. Um, I think I, I, I watched at least one of them uh, because I know I've done a review of, of a show that you were on. And I think I said in the review that as soon as I saw you, because you're like big character, bubbly, I thought I was I was kind of dreading, but interested at the same time thinking, oh, it's going to be a, a Grado character. Yeah, like the yeah. singlet probably it was also in mind. But then when I saw you wrestle, it was like, yes, but... And I got to see some of your, like, you had some of your, your judo uh, throws and, and all that kind of stuff in the match. So um, would you would you say Grado's maybe a bit of an influence to your character? Or is Def- just... Definitely a big bit of an influence. Like, obviously, like, Grado's one of, obviously, the best to come out of Scotland. Like, I think he's incredible, man, like, what he's done. Uh, there is an influence there, but, like, when you're doing that kind of, like, comedy like, side of work in Scotland, it's very hard not to get compared to Gradle. Like, I found that out, like, in all the matches I've done. Like, I'm at the stage where I'm, like, trying my hardest to, like, not do stuff he's done, but he's, like, been around for so long and he's done so much. It's, like, sometimes, like, I've been in matches and I've done, like, something, uh, like, a kind of funny sport and I thought, like, not made it up, but I've been like, all right, that was good. And then somebody's been like, oh, Grado done that. And I was like, when? Like, that was just, it's frustrating. But it's, it's like a good comparison to compare to him, but at the same time, it's like, I'm just trying to like do different, I'm not trying to like be Grado, but it is hard when you do the comedy stuff in Scotland because everybody knows Grado, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. even your mum, dad, everybody knows Grado, so it's a hard one. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I mean, uh, uh, it's, it's about maybe... Yeah, it's that thing of, of, of like taking it and going, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit like Grado, but I could do this as well. I mean, yeah, I think uh, Grado would say himself that he's, he's a comedy wrestler, but uh, if, if he's going to have to, I don't know, shoot or, or actually throw yeah. something out, that's not his, it's not his thing. He'll he'll uh, do the, the boots and the and the, cool. the good stuff and, and all that, the, the entertaining yeah. bits, but he's not going to wrestle, but whereas you've got a bit more of a... Um, yeah. That's where I try, like, to try and separate is because it is, like, as you say with the comedy, like, I need to be a bit more hard-hitting, a bit more serious, or else it would kind of just be, like, the grade of comparison if I don't do that kind of extra stuff. So it is kind of, like, just that's the way I'll kind of try and stand out with, like, my moves and offense. So it's, like, the comedy stuff, as I said, it's hard not to be compared to Gradle in Scotland because, you know, He's great. <laughs> it's on the BBC, but uh, yeah, it's just kind of try and throw in like as much kind of unique and like cool offense as I can, so people can go, "Oh, he's not just like a carbon copy." Great, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of hard hitting and things like that, there was a particular gift that went round um, that I watched numerous times. Uh, it was you and Dean Ford. Um, it was Dean Ford's blackout kick uh, to you that just looked like the worst thing in the world for you. I mean, it looked incredible. How how did that feel? <laughs> uh, honestly, it wasn't too bad, man. Like I felt it. Like I'm not gonna say I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it, but it wasn't like it wasn't dangerous. Like it didn't hurt me. Like I was fine after it. Like I felt all right. Like a mind in the match, like he hit us harder with his penalty kick, man. That, whew, that was took the air out, man. But 
the finish, like I was happy with that, like the way I made that look and like the reaction it got, because it got that kind of reaction where like even the mums and the dads in the crowd were all like, yeah, it's like faking that. Whoa, do you know what I mean? Like that look. That that's the key for a family show. If you can get the mums and dads to react, then then you're on to a winner. Yeah. But yeah, it's just the fact you just you just crumpled, and even I was going. Yeah. Oh my god! And then when you were laughing about it on Twitter, I was like, "Oh, he's fine." So I can laugh about yeah. it and go, "Oh my god!" That's I can hilarious. remember even being coming back to us and being like just chuffed with like Kyle made it looking that and just being like, oh, cheers so just being buzzing basically after it. But yeah, it was, didn't feel too much like it was was what it was. Do you know what I mean? And obviously we got the cool death and the reaction in that, so I was happy with that. Absolutely. Um, so speaking of Patter and Batter, that's your tag team with, or prospective tag team with Stone Malone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've, have you had a couple of matches already? I think Pro Wrestling Innovation, did, have you had yeah. a match there? Yeah, me and Stone's done like, quite a few times. Like, I debuted, like Stone was in my team when we debuted there. And like, we've always kind of, like, since I started training, like, he's been like, one of my kind of first friends, like, one of my oldest friends in wrestling at this stage, but the team basically, I think it was just like, it started off as kind of joke, like, it wasn't like, oh, start wrestling school, and like, yeah, we're going to be a tag team, and we're going to take over the world together, it was just kind of like, we're pals, and, you know, like, opportunities came up to team together, like, uh, and then, like, people started to see, like, we had, like, quite a lot of chemistry, and, like, we were just, like, every match I've done with own, like, I just loved it, because... Like, it's just going out and having fun with my mate, do you know what I mean? Like, there was a time down in Dundee uh, in December, and it was me and Stone v. Hugo Harris and Felix Fortune, and, like, we just went out and had, like, the pure time of our life, man. We were heels on the show. I wasn't used to being heel at that point in a while, and we just, like, that crowd didn't know us either, and we just went out and just, you know, had a laugh, man. It was brilliant. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't that even imagine you as a heel. So that, that would be very, <laughs> very strange to go to, yeah, to go with. It was weird, but I was just because the crowd didn't know me. It was just so much fun. Like I still just going out there, just being pure fresh faces and just going wild, man. Like just class. Yeah, I mean the, the Dundee crowd. Um, I mean the company notwithstanding, but the Dundee crowd, they yeah. they're into it. They they want oh, their so good, man. Yeah. I'd love to go back. Like, Fair City's running up there now, man. That's a promotion I'd love to get in with kids up in Dundee. And, like, that crowd, it felt like a... I know it was like a family crowd, but it felt like a more markier crowd. Like, they were just so into it, man. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, well, this is amazing. Like, it's class. Absolutely, yeah. A, a, a really great crowd. Um, so when I was seeing Patter and Bar, my head was like going... Uh, it's like 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 chip like go to your chip shop order and what have you, and it took me to about today to realise. Oh wait, hang on, batter as an actually battering people. I think that's my stomach speaking to me than than my brain. <laughs> um, so I wrote down, um, oh, batter and batter. What's your chip shop order? And then I realised that that's not what it means. But we'll go with it. <laughs> what's your chip shop order? Uh, see. Where I live, I live in Belsill, and there's like it's hard to get a good chippy. Like it's very, very hard to like think. Cause I'm quite fussy. Like if I'm gonna get a chippy, it's got to be like good. Like I hate all this the cheap stuff. So I'm usually like I'd get a sausage something, but like I'm trying to think. 
best chip shops. There's one in Perth, I mean, going to when I was younger. It's amazing. There's one in Calendar. Calendar's the best chip shop, places like that. So I don't usually get a chippy a lot if I'm going to get a takeout, but it's like when you're kind of in the nicer areas of Scotland, like they have the best chippies, definitely. So, yeah, I think just off the top of my head, I usually go for it. Well, there's two orders. There's the order you have on your own and the order you have with your partner. Because if you if you have an order with your partner, somehow you're expected to share. So yeah. you, you got to pick accordingly. So uh, usually if a single, it's a, a cheese in burger. Don't know if you if you get these down the road. I'm sure you do. A cheese in burger, battered. So it's a bar, burger, cheese, burger, all together. Never. So, I've, I've seen like the. I know you get like the bar hamburgers, but I've never heard of that. But that sounds good. I yeah, get getting, that getting about that. That's 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 the, that's the daddy. That, that's you get when when you know you're initiating it. Uh, Got to inquire about that. <laughs> So yeah, so it's like, oh, oh, we're sharing tea, uh, 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 large fish, something, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Someone's got to go. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to be disappointed if I'm making all of it. Um, <laughs> but uh, one of our usual questions that we get uh, that uh, hasn't been uh, asked, but I think I've just made it a regular feature, is uh, what's your favourite dinosaur? Um, dinosaurs, I see you ask this a lot. I'm not like, I don't know too much about them. Uh, I would say, like, I mind loving The Land Before Time as a child, the cartoon show. I thought that was class, a good show. I definitely need to rewatch that at some point, but I don't know. I, I love, like, unless I've got to, like, see the Rex, the Toy Story, Air Freshener, in my car. I seen that one day at the petrol station, and knew I had to pick it up, so I'd probably say him, Rex, the Toy Story. That, that counts. Just, yeah, we'll take that. Yeah. That's one of my favourites so far. Um, I was in Primark once and there was a t-shirt that had Rex on it and I spent, I was in Glasgow actually at the time and I bought it because of course I'm buying that. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I annoyed my wife the whole time because when I wore it I was walking around going T-Rex, T-Rex <laughs> the whole time. Um, that t-shirt's disappeared. Well, I don't, I don't know why. Maybe my wife is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that might have done it. Uh, so what, what is, what is your, you said chip shops, chip is not usual, what's your usual takeaway? Um, I, I, I'd say Chinese are Indian usually, I'm kind of more into getting up here, because as I said, like, the chip shops in Belsa were all rubbish, man, they're just so, like, cheap, <laughs> like, they're just not good, man, like, you get the odd good one, but I don't know, like, I feel like more of the time I just feel myself eating them, and I'm like, oh, these aren't very nice, mm. so, uh, yeah, Chinese are Indian usually, I'd go for if I'm getting a wee takeaway. Uh, so back to the questions. I've got one from uh, Johnny Reeves. Uh, he says, "Have you ever thought about uh, the cliche in becoming a sponsored athlete with Iron Brew?" Um, well, if Iron Brew want they sponsor me, then of course, because like there must be good money in them. Like, how many years they've been kicking about for? Well, like, they must be, you know, they must have the money. So, if Iron Brew are listening and want to sponsor me, then I'll definitely take it up. Um, I don't drink a lot of Iron Brew. Like, oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I do. I do really like Iron Brew, but it's like the like one of the things I get like, a blue moon kind of. I don't know. Like I enjoy it, but I don't have it all the time. So when I do have it, like I enjoy it more. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, it's like like your special. It's, like, it's your treat. It's your treat to yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I don't know. Like I was just oh Iron Brew. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
it's 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 my hangover cure and as I don't drink a lot it doesn't yeah. often get put into the house because there's no point I'm, I'm, made, I'm, cool. I'm made hangover um yeah so I've, I've got oh actually I've got, I've got loads of questions I don't know why I'm, I'm kind of skipping these uh we've got Ian Skinner uh with why is Tyson Kidd the best oh Tyson Kidd man like so good like it's so sad like how he had to retire early like I, like when I was kind of like at my peak of a fan, like I'd say 2014, 2015 time, NXT, I just kind of seen him and it was his match with Neville. And he's so good, man. Like I think he's so underrated. Like everybody was talking about like all the indie guys coming in. And like that was the time like Finn Balor and obviously Neville, Sami Zayn and all that was coming into NXT. And it was like. Tyson Kidd was there and he was just having all these amazing matches and then they went up to the main roster and done his stuff with Cesaro which like every tag match was just unreal like I, I went back and watched it recently during lockdown like every single tag match they'd done they were just getting like crazy evasions like this is an awesome chance every match like I thought it was just me as like, a child who loved them but like they were just so good man like Tyson Kidd's just the best, and i seen, like, a video today of him, like, practicing a springboard, and I'm just praying he gets, like, back in the ring, and he's healthy, and gets back to it one day, but it's a long shot, isn't it? I, I was asked, I was about to bring that up, because I saw the video as well, thinking that maybe, maybe, maybe it's it's not over for Tyson Kidd, but I could certainly see him, like, uh, slotting in quite nicely to, to NXT, and just even if he's just yeah. the guy that puts on great matches and that's that's where he is for evermore, at least we get to see him uh, wrestle a bit more, which is never a yeah. bad thing. I, I liked his, his character towards the end, which was just like the cat guy who... Yeah, yeah. Who, who just, just came out with like cats on him, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, just, just pestered and Well, actually just ignored Natalia and just was just there and he's just whatever, his PSP or... Sorry, that's, that's way yeah, too long ago, but, yeah. and all that. I thought that was so cool when I was like 17, 18, like you know what I mean, young guys. I thought it was so cool, man. Like, uh, but uh, I think what you're saying about him, like if he came back to NXT, that would add so much because I feel like we are going through a time than now where like a lot of the big guys have came out. Like they're on a bit of a down period, so I feel like if you add him into that mix, he would be, oh, it would just do so much for them. Absolutely, they, they need that mix. Um, I mean, speaking as a, as just a fan, but uh, they need that mix. There's a lot of good wrestlers, and there's a lot of great wrestling. Like uh, the most recent takeover um, had that mix quite well. They had like yeah. the, the main event was your apparently it's your Japan style, but it was just two guys just beating that just Kill tar each other. other. Yeah, they were just beating each other up. And then the first match you had Gargano and, and Priest. Uh, I'm not yeah. not a big fan of either, but they had a, a quite good story to go with it. Didn't have loads yeah. of kickouts, and yeah, exactly. Tyson Kidd would be perfect guy to jump in there. Um, we've got a question from Tom Humphreys, uh, who writes our Future Shock articles. Yeah, he's, good man. Um, he's, as well. he's he's put who did the big strong man aspire to be growing up? Um, that's a hard one. I don't know. Like, is that wrestlers? Is he meaning then? Yeah. I'll go with anything. I want to be a power I'll ranger. Off. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, obviously, when you're a kid and you watch wrestling, you kind of see all the uh, stuff like that. You want to be like John Cena, you know what I mean, Randy. You want to be like big, muscly, 
guys like that. So I don't know. I'd probably say like one of them. Yeah, I think that's a hard one. I don't know if I ever aspire to be like. I don't know. I've always just kind of wanted to be a wrestler. I guess so. I'd say that one of the guys. And uh, before we go into the ten count and the social media, bring back ten count for this edition. Uh, I've got my favourite question, which. I'm gonna guess you know what it is because because you you replied to it uh, on on Twitter, but it's it's if WCW this is from Brent Carter, if WCW had won the Monday Night Wars, would you be called you and O Nitro? See, I've actually thought long and really really hard about this, and the answer is no, because my second name is just Oro, but that is just my real second name, so I, I don't know, but it wouldn't be in nah. I'll keep my real setting name and just be happy with that. The Nitros can go and stuff themselves. <laughs> I know, so as soon as I saw a question, I thought, there's no answer to that, but yeah. it's, it's just incredible to read. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. Um, okay, so I can see that it's getting dark at your, your end of the world. Well, I've got a light on. Yeah, I can turn a light on if you want. It's some sitting in darkness. It just gets wet dark. I can turn a it's all right. <laughs> I was just thinking it, 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 it's getting dark. I'm just like, I've got a light on, but I've just looked out the window and it's it's raining yeah. as well. Fantastic. Wonderful Scottish weather. Um, <laughs> we've got a 10 count. So what we do is I've got uh, 10 names or 10 things. Uh, you just give me your first thought. It could be a word. It could just be a, a, a whatever. But I'll, I'll count it up. Um, I've, I've taken some of this information from an interview you did with me actually last year. As of as of yeah. recording, it was it was like the 9th of October 2019. Uh, so I've picked oh, up yeah. stuff from there, and a lot, a lot, and yet nothing has happened in the last year, <laughs> and especially yeah. the last six months. Um, so yeah, we'll go through them. I'll count them up as we go. So at number one, TJ Rage. Good strong man. I hope these are all just strong man in the end. Uh, two, BT Gun. Uh, phenomenal wrestler, like, oh man, he's so, like, the amount of shows I've been on and just watched him, oh, he's so good, man, like, he's an old guy who's just at the top of Scotland, phenomenal, yeah, so good. Three, Quavers. Um, I, I like Quavers, but it's a smell with Quavers, but aren't too good, it's a kind of, oh, they're a bit like, and then you get people and you get that cheesy smell, I don't know, it's one of the ones I'd have in the car. Off like an off occasion. If I was really feeling like low, and I was like, right, Quavers, one of the ones. Uh, number four, Dean Ford. Um, kicks hard and speaks slow. I know I've got an interview with him coming up, and that was uh, I've had more than one comment going that he speaks slow. I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's my uh, the first. First time I spoke to him, I was like, I don't even know what this guy's saying, but yeah, you get used to it. So it might be one of our longest podcasts, but with yeah, three hours long. Well. <laughs> an episode in a row. Uh, five, Ian Skinner. Oh, great guy. I was talking to him like minutes before recording this, just messaging him. Uh, he's in our like one of my oldest friends in wrestling, like uh, someone I debuted against. Just a uh, great guy. Uh, six, Stevie Boy Xavier. Another one, just like BT Gun, same category, just elite Scottish wrestling. Like, he's the elite Scottish wrestling. Just him and BT, like, 
two of the top guys. Like, kind of, yeah, amazing. So would one of your dream matches be patter and batter against just us? Would that be, uh, be amazing. We'd probably get like ran about something awful and be struggling to keep up, but uh, I'd love it, yeah. Uh, number, where are we at? Six. Uh, number seven, uh, Tyson Kidd. Oh, the best. Goat. Goat. Greatest of all time. Eight. Grado. Eh, brilliant. Just everything he's done, like, you've just got to respect it. Like, top guy. Eh, met him a couple of times as well. Lovely. Great guy. Uh, nine. Martin Kirby. Oh, I love Martin Kirby as well, man. Eh, I've never met him. He's retired now, sadly. Would love to work him. He's another dream opponent. Definitely. And finally, number 10, uh, Spud. Or Drake Maverick. Oh, Spud, another uh, Dream opponent. He's like kind of top of that list when it comes to comedy. Like, he's just the OG, isn't he? Like, he's just been about forever. Like, and now he's in NXT and he's still funny and he's class. I love Spud. I loved his, uh, his Twitter period where he was 2002 Spud. Oh, I thought, mate, I thought I was, like, one of the only people who remembered that. But I mean, just, like, loving that. He done a podcast with Flash Monk and Webster. And the full podcast, he spoke, like, he was, like, this young trainee. And he was, like, yeah, I'm going to, like, FCW and all that. is brilliant, man. So good. I, I loved so his, his, his pictures that he put up on, on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that, where he, he just looked like it, uh, trying to, <laughs> to uh, next to a ring, going... Uh, the young boys put up the ring. He just, he just looked like he was just yeah. used to be there. It was amazing. Um, I mean, there was that picture of him in the OVW PC, and it was like, oh, that's the prototype point in the picture of John Cena. And I'm like, oh, it's so cool. Like, oh, Honestly, so I think good. with with the stuff with Killian Dane at the moment, there, there's def, there's definitely a market for that to return. I like it. Like, I've only seen a little bit of it, but it's just, it works. It's like the big serious guy with like, the little goofy comedy guy it's just works does it it's like team hell no kind of thing like there's always going to be like a market for that like people are going to enjoy it absolutely i mean every, every well, the bits you've seen have you seen their their entrance with the whistling <laughs> just the yeah. first entrance theme ever which makes it the best entrance theme at the same time yeah it works so well um i was gonna go into your social media and then wrap up but i realized i haven't asked the, the usual wrestling questions which is things like uh yeah. Who's your dream opponent? But you you kind of kind of covered that with um, stuff like I've that. Got, really I've got a new answer to this. To be fair, so recently I watched the Drew McIntyre documentary on uh, it was WWE twenty four, and basically what he was saying was when he was training uh, after he left WWE, got released at Rockwell and all that, he was training like he wanted to wrestle Brock Lesnar. So the last couple of weeks after watching that, I've been training like I want to wrestle Drew McIntyre because he's now the top guy. And I think that if there was like one person, dream opponent, I'd say Drew McIntyre now because obviously the first Scottish WWE champ, like he's done it all. So I want him. Absolutely. Go, it is, he's, I would honestly say, especially for, for anyone Scottish, he is the absolute pinnacle of yeah. everything right now. Ah, uh, he's done it all. Like, he's amazing. Like, he's, he's honestly, like, I might just be because he's Scottish and he's biased, but he's, like, the first WWE champion in so long where I'm like, I just don't want him to lose about, like, he can mm. hold it forever. I'll be quite happy. Like, quite content where he is. 
Yeah, so, so you, you get two parts here, you're a wrestling fandom brain going, like your, your logical side going, oh, it'd be great if Orton was the champion. He's done so well. He's, yeah. he's, he's had such a great run, but the other side you're going, Scotland, Scotland. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> thinking, like, I wanted Orton to win up until the match. It was like the SummerSlam, the first one they had. I was like, yeah, I'd like to see Orton get it. And then watching the match and be like, come on, Drew. Pure shouting, watching, like, just, well, he's still good. Um, and any companies? You, said, you mentioned uh, Fair City Wrestling being one uh, that you'd want to, to get to when they run Dundee and or just anywhere uh, when shows are running. Is there any other companies that, that's on your kind of immediate um, bucket list? Immediate? Like, obviously, I kind of want to like, just work anywhere in Scotland. Like, I'd love to obviously get in like, your bigger companies. You get like Disco Wrestling, ICW. They are two ones I want to kind of tick off the bucket list because how big they are and what they've done. Uh, so, but like as it goes for companies, like, I just want to wrestle everywhere as much as possible. Like, yeah, just anywhere really. Like, if I just any company will put up with me basically. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I think I've I've got all the questions that I've wanted to ask. Um, I think we've we've covered everything. That flew by really quickly. Um, so before yeah, yeah. I let you go, um, where can people find you on social media? Um, I think I think it's you know Law PW on Twitter. Uh, double check that now. Edit, I think. In fact, we're still here. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah, still... yeah, it's you know Raw PW on Facebook. I had to change it recently. Twitter as well. Uh, Instagram is you know Raw PW. I'm sure it's all the same. Uh, if not, then I'm directing people to the wrong page. So that's my bad. It's fine. But, if people yeah. are watching this on Facebook or, or listening to it on, on whatever, I'm sure I'll have your, your, your tag somewhere yeah, and yeah. we'll be able to find you. Uh, oh, but yeah, yeah sure. great. Thank you for, for joining me tonight. Is there anything that I've missed? Anything you want? You've got any merch coming out soon? That uh, nah, I'm not merch or that really coming out. I'm just kind of trying to stay busy with Jim and that now. Busy, but yeah, so pretty much covered, yeah. Excellent. Uh, perfect. All right. Well, thank you very much. Easy man, it's blast, cheers.